Good morning and welcome to Shouts of Grace. This morning we're continuing our study on Christ our Healer. We're continuing this and we're on number 22, I believe. And so I'm excited to get into it here. Uh, And let's jump into our scripture reading this morning by reading Mark chapter 16. Mark chapter 16, and it says this, Now when the Sabbath was passed, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices and that, that they might come and anoint him very, very early in the morning on the first day of the week. They came to the tomb when the sun had risen, and they said among themselves, Who will roll away the stone from the door of the tomb for us? But when they looked up, they saw that the stone had been rolled away, for it was very large. In entering the tomb, they saw a young man clothed in a long white robe, sitting on the right side, and they were alarmed. But the man said unto them, Do not be afraid. You seek Jesus of Nazareth, whom was crucified. He is risen. He is not here. See the place where they laid him. But go and tell his disciples and Peter that he is going before you into Galilee. There you will see him. As he said to you, so they went out quickly and they fled from the tomb for they trembled and they were amazed. And they said, uh, they said nothing to anyone for they were afraid. Now, when he arose early on the first day of the week, he appeared first to Mary Magdalene of whom he had cast out seven demons. She went uh, and told those who had been with him as they mourned and wept. And when they heard that he was alive and they had been uh, seen by her and that he had been seen by her, um, they did not believe. After that, he appeared in another form to two of them as they walked and they went into the country. And they went and they told to the rest, but they did not believe them either. Later, it appeared to the eleven as they sat at the table, and he rebuked their unbelief and their hardness of heart, because they did not believe those who had uh, seen him after he had risen. And he said unto them, Go into all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. He who believes and is baptized will be saved, but he who does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will follow those who believe. In my name, they will cast out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will take up serpents, and if anyone drink uh, anything deadly, it will by no means hurt them. They will lay hands on the sick, and they will recover. So then after the Lord had spoken to them, he was received up into heaven and sat down on the right hand of God. And they went out and they preached everywhere, the Lord working with them and confirming the word through the accompanying signs. Amen. So we see here this morning what we're looking at is, of course, that Jesus Christ, he commissions his disciples there in the Great Commission to go and even to heal the sick. Now, this is a playoff of, of course, uh, what we've already looked at in Matthew chapter 28 when he goes and he says, All authority is given unto me, therefore go and make disciples. And of course, we know this is the same account. It's it's uh, the the exactly the same thing that's going on here. Um, from different perspectives, but it's the same account of that Great Commission. And we see that it is an interesting concept because there are many times when we look at Christ and we go and we say, well, obviously he healed people while he was here on this earth, but then there are a lot of times people go and say, but he can't heal me, or he won't heal me, or he doesn't heal anyone today, perhaps, is is a view. But then the question comes, does he have less authority today 
than when he had before he said, all authority has been given unto me. Well, no, he has more authority. He has more authority today, and he commissions inside that authority, and within that commission, he goes and he says, look, you are to go and to preach the gospel, but you're also to go and to heal the sick. That's something that is important to go and to understand, that that is there within that commission. Now, when we look at this commission that, that comes out, there's a few different things that I want you to realize. One, the first one, is that we need to be connected to the people of God. And this is really important. It's something I've harped on and I've harped on and I've harped on in this series, but I, th I believe it is something that is extremely important to understand because God goes and he commissions healing, and he commissions us to go and to heal, of course, in his power. It's not us that's doing the healing. It's God who's going and doing the healing. We understand that. But because he does that, we do need to be connected to the people of God. Grace flows sideways. He goes and he gives people spiritual gifts, and then through that, the others are blessed. They're equipped. They're, uh, they're edified through that, and yes, they're even healed through that and through the going out of that. We looked at this just a few days ago by looking at that there, the healing needs to be attached to the Word of God. It also needs to be attached to the people of God. And so this is very, very important. The next thing that I want us to understand is that healing is commissioned through Christ, but then that means it needs to be done inside the bounds of what Christ gives. You, you know, there are fake healers out there, people who are going and in, in saying, you know, look, I'm, I'm going to go and do this, and they make a big show of it and, and everything like that, and they don't attach it to the rules of Christ or to the commission of Christ um, with that. And so they don't put an emphasis on repenting from your sin. They don't put an emphasis on being connected to the people of God. They don't put an emphasis on the proclamation of God's Word and God's Word going out. They don't—well, a lot of times they still do put an emphasis on having faith so that they can have a cop-out that you didn't have enough faith in, in these fake healers. Uh, but we see in God's Word there is real healing, but it comes through His commission, which means that it needs to come through His order, and that means that His requirements, His conditions must be met. If I regard iniquity in my heart, the Lord will not hear me. The prayer of a righteous man avails much. Confess your sins to one another. We go and we see that it is so important to have that. Uh, if you pray doubting, not in faith, well, don't expect that you would receive anything from the Lord because you're a double-minded man, unstable in all your ways. You need to meet these conditions. Uh, we, we also see that you're to go and to call for the elders. Well, what does that mean? You're attached to the people of God. You're going and you're coming there to the people of God. You're, you're connecting yourselves to the people of God so then grace can flow. Well, of course, God resists the proud, but he gives grace to the humble. We see that Elijah was a man in like manner such as we are, and he prayed fervently that it would not rain, and he prayed again. He prayed, prayed, and prayed again. We, we see those concepts. We have to meet these qualifications or these conditions in order to receive that healing, but it is part of the commission, which means that we are to go out and to do that and to proclaim these conditions that God has. We're to go into to do that. We're to go into Oh, another condition is, and found in Psalm 103, is that we're not to forget all of the benefits. We're to remember that he's a healer. 
But, you know, I, I find this interesting because a lot of times people will go and say, well, you know, th this was just the apostles who received this commissioning. And so the signs that are to go and to follow, well, that's just connected with the apostles. But if we go and we look at Scripture, that's not the case. That's not the case. In fact, let's go to Luke chapter 10. Now, this is before the apostles, but note something here, the number of people that are being commissioned and sent out, and notice the authority that Christ is giving them. In Luke chapter 10, verses 1 through 9, after these things, the Lord appointed 70 others also. That's more than 12. You know, I'm not very good at math, but that's more than 12. And he sent them out two by two. That's still more than 12. So even if you're saying, look, they were just attached to one apostle. Well, nope, that, that equals 35 if you're sending them out two by two. They're sending them out two by two before his face into every city, into every place where he himself was about to go. And he said unto them, the harvest is truly great, but the laborers are few. Pray, Therefore pray the Lord of the harvest would send laborers into his harvest. Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves. Carry neither money bag, nor knapsack, nor sandals, and greet no one along the road. But whatever house you enter, first say, Peace to this house. And if a son of peace is there, your peace will rest upon it. If not, it will return to you. And remain in the same house, eating and drinking such things as they give, for the laborers worthy of the wages. Do not go from the house to house. Whatever city you enter, uh, and they receive, you eat such a thing and set before you, and heal the sick there, and say to them, the kingdom of God has come near to you. Notice he sent them out to go and to heal the sick. To go and to heal the sick. This was more than just the apostles that he went out and he commissioned in this way to go and to do this and to proclaim the gospel. And this, of course, was before the Great Commission, but... This also means that we know that this is before he makes the statement, all authority is given unto me, therefore go. And he's sending out in the same condition, or, or excuse me, the same commission. And it's because Christ doesn't change. His goal when he came, when he says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, the first message that he proclaims is the same message that he's proclaiming today. He hasn't changed his message. He hasn't changed his commission. He, he didn't come. He wasn't surprised by the cross. Okay, I think that's important that we need to understand. Jesus wasn't surprised by the cross. He came to go and to save sinners. That's what he goes. He says, I've come to seek and to save that which was lost. We understand this. Christ wasn't surprised. So when we go and we see that he was commissioning with healing early, then he goes and he was commissioning with healing there. We see in Matthew chapter 28, with all authorities given unto me, therefore go. In Mark chapter 16, which is explaining that authority, or in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, which, which goes and really makes a synopsis of this great commission, we see this here, that it is a commission that is to continue throughout. This was a ministry that he wanted to go and see and carried out through, as Acts chapter 1, verse 8 says, Jerusalem. Judea, Sumeria, and to the utmost parts of the earth. He wants this continued out. Let's look at one more commissioning here. And, and this was to the 12, but it wasn't the Great Commission. It was right alongside here, Luke chapter 10 with the 70 commission. It says in verses 5 through 8 of Matthew chapter 10, 
These twelve Jesus sent out and commanded them, saying, Do not go into the way of the Gentiles, and do not enter the city of Samaritans, but go rather to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. And as you go, preach, saying, The kingdom of heaven is at hand. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out the demons. Freely you have received, freely give. We go and we see that when we receive the healing from God, what is it that we're supposed to do in return? Well, we're to go and to show others how they can get that healing. We're to go and to show others where they can go and get that healing. If we're getting you know, delivered, maybe, maybe you're delivered from a demon. Maybe you had a demon cast out of you. Well, you're to go and to show others where they're going to get demons cast out of them. It's in the name of Jesus. Now, certainly, if you've received salvation— from your sin, and you went from death to life, and you're going to now spend an eternity with Jesus Christ, you're to go and to share that with others. But I want you to know here, healing is part of that commission too. And so this means that you're to go and to tell others where the healing can be found. And it's found in Jesus Christ. So today, as we go and we see this great commission, we see this commissioning of the 70, we see this commissioning of the 12. I just want to remind you today that you've been commissioned. Proclaim the gospel, absolutely, but also go and proclaim healing. You know, one of the, the, the things when I was convinced of healing in Scripture, I didn't go and speak on it right away. And one was that I wanted to learn about it, but one was that there was a fear to go and to preach about it. Because what happens if you go and you preach healing, and then people don't get healed? And I was listening uh, to a a book, and it was a testimony of um, Bosworth. I can't remember his first name, but but he wrote the book. Um, I, I believe it's titled Christ the Healer, something. Something to that effect. But he, he wrote quite a bit on healing, and he had quite the healing ministry. And uh, he struggled with the same exact thought. And someone presented to him— actually, well, someone presented to him, well, if—are you going to preach the gospel? He says, yes. Well— what if someone doesn't believe? Are you still going to preach it? And of course, Bosworth's answer is, well, of course. Well, of course. Well, just because God goes and he heals people, just because not everybody ends up getting healed, because there's multiple reasons people might not get healed. Does that mean we shouldn't preach it? Does that mean we shouldn't proclaim it? Well, of course not. It means we should go and proclaim it because it's a promise of God and we want to see others get healed. And people can't go to Jesus to get healed if they don't know that he's a healer. So today, I want to encourage you to walk inside of that commission. Well, thank you for listening today. And remember Joshua 1, 8, 9 as we depart. This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it, for then you will make your way prosperous, and then you'll have good success. Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Oh, 
but even in darkness we hold to the promise there's nothing we can't overcome so 